now listening to Chris Spiracy. Chris X Matt. Question everything. Break the matrix. We are the ones they fear. If we don't make the change, it's never going to change. Yo, 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 what's good, everyone? Welcome to another session of Chris Spiracy. I am your host, Chris X Matt. Now, there's many Chris's out there, but there's only one Chris X Matt, and that is me. That is I. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode where we continue to break the matrix, and we're definitely doing that again this episode. Before I introduce my guest today, I'm going to do things a little different. This is the first time I, you know, this is the first time I have someone take over my uh, kid Tony's seat, the good brother seat. I have, I have, I have, a, I have a new, I have a new person behind the boards today. I'm, I'm excited to see what it, what it turns into with this, um, you know what it, you know, we'll see. If we're on the same page on thing. We'll see. We'll just see. We'll see. But I'm trying something new out today. She joined us today. I was like, yo, I'm just gonna throw you in the fire and we potting today. We have a guest today and. You got to bring your A1 on conspiracy. <laughs> what up, what up, what up, guys? <laughs> thank you, Amy. I appreciate yeah, you. thank you for, you know, giving me the opportunity, you know. He threw me out here, though. He threw me out here. <laughs> I definitely did. I threw you out here, and I just said, we'll see, we'll see. We'll see we'll how see you do. Yeah. We'll see how you do, but definitely. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, man, for sure. And we'll see, we'll, see, we'll see what happens with this, but um, what, what, what are your first thoughts on me, I guess? Honestly, <laughs> just listening to the podcast, dude, like, for sure, like, dope. Like, dope show uh, vibes. And I met you at uh at work, so it's pretty cool, like, how everything worked out. <laughs> Shout out to Jesse Amaro. Yeah, Go tap Love into Amaro, uh, last week's episode. Mm-hmm. I had Jesse Amaro from Love Amaro Pizzeria, and we definitely got into a lot of conspiracies, a lot of, you know, adapting to the new ways of the world. And it was, it was a great episode to hear from a business owner and see how he's been affected with all the changes and everything. So tap in. That was last week, I believe. And yeah, so shout out to you, Amy. I appreciate you because we definitely met there. Yeah, it was crazy how we met too. Because I was like, "Yo, I was out there," and I don't know what I don't know how I said or what I said, but I was like, "I was just I was telling Jesse, I think I'm like, yo, I'm looking for an audio engineer." Yep. And then you were like, "I engineer," and I'm like, <laughs> "What? You go to school? What? Like, yeah, let's build." It, just worked, out. it, it worked, worked out. It worked out. Cool, and you know, it was it's exciting to like you know just be talking on the mic again. You know, like I haven't done it in a really long time, so I. You know, I'm just excited to to see what's up and just try new things. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm excited because I feel like I feel like I'm finding the pieces to to the puzzle that I need here to 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 build this to build this vision of my keep building this vision that I have, right? Yeah, and you just know? come together with everybody from the IE too. You know, bringing Riverside Riverside to the map and just I mean, cause I'm super proud to be from the IE too. You know, like. I rep it Facts. all day, <laughs> you know, Facts. like a lot of people have stuff to say about it, but you know, it's like, I love the IE and, uh, we need to put it out there. We need to put it out there for sure. You know, and you got it, dude. Thank you. I feel you. it. I feel it. You thank know? you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm just glad I'm hyped. It's a new vibe today. I was telling Amy like, yo, how am I going to start this show? Like, should I start it the, like the Wednesday episode, like the Friday episode, but it's a whole new episode. It's a whole new vibe. <laughs> so I'm like, we're just going to go with the flow. And we definitely have someone joining us today, joining the flow. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited about this guest that we have today. I don't know if you're familiar with him. His name is his name is Pyramid Rome. 
I'm not. You're not familiar man. with him? Yeah, no. I mean, and I'm on Twitter right now, so I need to I need to follow him on Twitter for sure. You know? Mandatory. Mando. He definitely got he definitely got the <laughs> quote. He got quotes for days. Oh, that's dope. And I definitely got some that we're definitely gonna go over. I definitely wrote some for quotes sure. down because I was even like, yo, you gotta expand on this, brother. Like yeah. I need I need to hear, I need more perspective on this. Mm-hmm. Cause he has some good ones for sure, for sure. But I, he's a great follow. Follow him, Pyramid Realm. Uh, and I'm excited, you know. He I got the follow from him and I was like, ooh. I felt special, you yeah. know. I felt special. I'll be feeling like, how do people find me? But then I'll be forgetting. I'll be potting, and yeah, I'm out. I'm out in the ether, you know. So mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy the, the who comes across you and stuff like that. So that's true. I'm excited about our guest today. Mm-hmm. So let's introduce them. You ready? Let's get the show started. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Hey, Pyramid Realm, you here? What's good, bro? I'm here, brother. Hey, hey, thank you so much for being here, bro. Thank you so much for like. It's a whole new vibe today, and you're just adding to the vibe. And I'm like, I just remind, I remind myself of how of how beast I am at this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just kidding. I just kidding. I'm just cocky like that. I just cocky like that. Nah, but thank you so much for being here, bro. I appreciate you. Yeah, I'm happy to be here to be part of your podcast journey. My podcast journey. That's interesting. You also do a podcast yourself, right? Yeah. Um. I'm only like 13 episodes in, but, uh, and I'm, I'm not very good about like consistently busting out episodes, but I do them when I feel called to. How, how do you, how do you feel about the podcasting? Cause we see a lot of small podcasts now really just arising from nowhere. We see a lot of people just adding to the collective, right. To this awakening or whatever you want to call it. We, we see more people just wanting to give their opinion on the matrix, on life or whatever. How do you, how, how do you feel about that? I like it because um, for me, like I use Twitter as probably my main avenue of like expression. But then like I get frustrated with how limiting uh, Twitter can be and text can be. And so I like having my own podcast so that when I come across someone that's super interesting or I want to have a conversation, I can like reach out to them. And it's definitely a whole different ball game like actually having a conversation and you can go way more in depth into certain things yeah 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 the podcast scene is is, is crazy right now with the way it's growing the industry is growing this is a this is a scene that i've uh that i really i really i really want to be a part of and um it's one thing yeah. having you know just your, your podcast like i understand just having it as a hobby like this is my hobby you know i love i'll do this because as long as i got wi-fi and a microphone bro I'm going to give my opinions out to the world. I don't care what no one tells me, you know? <laughs> so, but the goal is to, I want to make a living off talking. Yeah, dude, I think you could. It's, um, and I think it's like a much needed industry. And there's a reason that people are flocking to podcasts of just like people, you know, regular people starting up podcasts is yeah. it's an alternative to mainstream media, you know, like when, when there are like, and I'm sure we're going to get into conspiracy that later, but like when all of mainstream media is controlled by like five or six corporations, like eventually people get bored. Like they sense that there's no depth to anything in the mainstream news, mainstream anything. And so there becomes this like desire for more authentic expression. And that's why people find your podcast, you know, and want to hear other people's perspectives on life and, and the matrix and the whole. So you don't you, you don't believe that you have to be of a celebrity status to to um to pursue a podcast uh to a, to one, to that level. I mean to get it to that level of of a uh, success, I guess, 
whatever that means, I guess, to everyone. I don't know, it's different now. That's weird. That's a weird question. <laughs> well, I mean, um, I guess it just depends how you define celebrity, right? Yeah. Cause, yeah. <laughs> and success. Cause like, yeah, and success. Because uh, for me, I feel comfortable, like, like I have my platform, um, and I just create for me. You know, I, I create, I, like, express myself on Twitter for myself. I do the podcast for myself. And then whoever tunes in, you know, that's who tunes in. That's who I was meant to reach. And, like, as I evolve and I grow, like, then I'm sure, like, the audience of people that are benefiting from what I have to say, that will also evolve and grow, you know? And I just like having it be organic and all independent, you know? I, I like that more than... yeah. Applause, yeah. A bunch of endorsements and stuff, you know. Just how, not about that. Speaking of speaking of an audience, how did um how did that begin? How did that Twitter following begin? Because you you do have a following where you can you can monetize your art and your craft and um and 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 be independent. Um, can you explain that process a little bit of of gaining that 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 fan base? I'm not even fan base, but that support. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I I went on Twitter maybe three four years ago now mm-hmm. um and i just like i had shit to say you know like i was in college and i was just honestly i was like just fed up with some shit you know <laughs> with the, is this before us uh like a spiritual journey quote-unquote or is this still more of your earlier before you were kind of awake to things stage i mean i'd say like i'd say all of life is like a spiritual journey but correct yeah when I felt called to go online and start sharing things more publicly was like, as I was awakening, you know, and, um, yeah, I was in college and I just like felt like so much of what I was being taught was bullshit. And, and I was so fed up with just like the corporate culture and just looking back through my whole programming, like, do I believe so much of this, you know, like, and I, and then I just like felt called, like, I want to connect with other people that are also thinking like this, you know, and, and I've never, like, I've been blessed in one way that like, I've just never really cared too much what people think about me. So it was pretty easy to go online, especially at the start, you have no followers, you know, right. just, mm-hmm. just speaking into the void, you know, and whoever resonates, it, that's who resonates. Um, and from there, I just connected to more and more people. and yeah, it's been a great journey. And and it really is like, for me, it's, it's my life, you know, because now I am supporting myself entirely through the business. And, and like, took, I'm able to, it took time to get there, you know, like people think that getting a following is overnight. And like, you started tweeting a, a long time ago, maybe before tweets was even popular, you know, so yeah. It, it takes time, so you can't be. People sometimes get mad. Well, he has, you know, followers and da da da. He's making money. Like, so what? He that takes a lot of work in itself to uh, to get people to even like your content and just like what you're saying. Yeah, and and like the thing is, you'll never get there if you don't believe in what you're doing. Mm. So like, like for me, for example, like before I was monetizing anything, like there was a stretch, there was a year or so. Yeah, probably a full year. Yeah where running the whole thing cost me money. You know, I was, I was shipping out free stickers. That's something that we as a company have been doing since the very start, you know, like you can just order free stickers, no credit card information. I'll put them in an envelope and ship them out to you. And so that's 
something I've been doing since I was in college, you know, and money was tight. And I was just like, I'm going to get these stickers out into the world, slap them on laptops, water bottles, you know, like this is important to me and I don't care about the money. So I'm going to do it. And, and yeah, just things like that, you know, and I think that's why what people don't realize about like eventually monetizing your following and like making a living off of what you're passionate about is like, you won't be successful if what you're doing isn't like, doesn't resonate very deep with your sole purpose, or as I would say, of what you're supposed to be doing on, on here on earth. Mm. Now your business, not even your business, your brand, your name, Pyramid Realm, bro. Um, where did that where did that inspiration come from? Where did that name that when when did you first con- when was the phrase con- made? Con- what is it the conception of the phrase? When did that happen? Because do you believe that we live in some type of pyramid realm? Do you believe this matrix is a pyramid realm? I do, honestly. Um, because yeah, I, I I view this Earth experience as like we are we've entered into some type of realm. You know, like I think that's that's the common ground for me where I like, we're in some type of realm. And when I named the company, I actually didn't know what I was going to call it. You know, I, I was, I decided I was going to build out a website because I got into a bunch of research and I was getting into UFOs and government cover-ups and just like this whole can of worms and rabbit holes that I was jumping in, you know? And I was like, (laughs) dude trust me we'll get into all that we'll get into all that we'll get into it um but yeah i I was like for me like i want to create a website to help me organize my thoughts Mm -hmm. um and i was pretty into aliens at the time i was into like ancient civilizations I, i had no idea what to call it um but i went on godaddy and i just like typed in pyramid into like available domains and there was like, obviously just like endless, but I was like scrolling through and pyramid realm just like caught my eye right away. And I'm like, that's it. Yeah. Pyramid realm. And, uh, and then I just ran with it. And, and that was before I was even making pyramids. So we, it's kind of like interesting how the, the company has been built. Cause we, we were a website and like a Twitter and a lot of, in a podcast before we were ever like selling merch and like this is some canvases I got behind me and and other ways that I've really just chosen to express myself through the business it's giving you that freedom to be um uh that freedom of creativity huh yes and and that's like what I really crave is um is that what you're passionate about yeah like I I love art you know I think art is for me, I think this is a Terrence McKenna quote, but he says something along the lines of like, the only thing that matters to like truly understand is that we are entrapped in some type of work of art. Like that this realm itself it is. is a work of art. And, and I think it's a choice to perceive everything as art. And that's how I like to live my life. So I kind of just took that energy and... And then I think of my business itself as a functioning piece of art that gets me paid. So it's like bars. We have bars. Yeah. Like I get to design things. I get to pick out and work with different artists and stuff. 
and it's all things that I'm super passionate about. Mm. Um, and, and it pays the bills and rent, which is even better. So <laughs> that's just a cherry on top. <laughs> so, um, going back to the pyramid realm, like, can you, can you explain the, the, the metaphor of like how, why a pyramid? Why do you like, can you explain why, how you, why the matrix would be a pyramid and you're cons- getting okay. your conspiracy bag, I guess, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah. 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 So the reason like the pyramids for me, um, were something I was so fixated on about building my business around pyramids mm-hmm. is because when I was going through this spiritual awakening and starting my business. I was an engineering student in college. Um, So I was getting my degree, I was busting my ass. And then I started to get into all this spiritual stuff, you Mm -hmm. know, and for me, like, I was never really into spirituality, or religion, or really existential thought, (laughs) perhaps I I was more of a scientific analytical like thinker um and so i was like studying up on all this stuff because i felt called to that i was like i was learning about all these ancient structures and how did they build that Mm -hmm. and that for me like the pyramid was the thing that allowed me to open my mind to all sorts of things because as an engineer like it's just a mystery. We don't know how these ancient civilizations created the pyramids. And yeah. And like even the most like rigid science academia dude, like if he tells you that we know how they did it, he's wrong mm-hmm. because we don't know, we don't know how they did it. And what's really trippy for me is like those these pyramids, they're like I don't know if you've seen what it's called the Orion coincidence. Mm-hmm. But basically, like in Giza, right, the three main pyramids, they're they're like three in a row, and then the center one is a little bit off off center. Mm-hmm. And during certain time, like certain important astrological times, it'll line up exactly with Orion's belt. Mm-hmm. And so this is like an interesting coincidence. But what's crazy for me is if you go all the way to Mexico and look at the Mayan pyramid, mm-hmm. they literally have the exact same configuration. So they, they have the exact same configuration as the pyramids in Egypt, which have the exact same configure, configuration as three pyramids that were found in China. And our whole historical narrative of what we're told is that these civ- these civilizations were supposedly not in communication, you know, that they yeah. had developed separately. And that for me was like, that doesn't check out. Like there's no way all these civilizations separately decided to build the exact same pyramids and the exact same arrangement. Yeah. And, Facts. and I just love a mystery. So I was like, I don't, and I, I still don't claim to know the answers, you know, I, I'm not really about that, but like what I love about the pyramids is it's something that like can spark a conversation um, between all types of people, you know, like mm-hmm. scientific minded people, spiritual minded people, anyone can weigh in and be like, well, how'd they do it? You know? And, and I just love conversations like that. I think they're really important to have and they'll help us understand our past better. I love what you said too, that um, 
that you're not really about that, about having it figured out. <laughs> like it's a it's a, it's a whole process to get to that point because like the same the views you had initially about the pyramids is probably not the same views you have now about the pyramids, and that's okay. That's perfect. I think, bro. I think I think that's the thing that that sucks about people sometimes that they want to figure it out, and I don't think you're supposed you're not supposed to figure it out. You're supposed to keep having fun and keep having all the different perspectives. There can be yeah. 10 different people that talk about the pyramids, and I'm going to take something from all of them and be like, damn, that could possibly be true. This can possibly be true. But at the end of the day, we weren't there. We don't know what happened. We don't know how this was built at all. Let's have fun with it. And I just, conspiracies are so funny, bro, because I started this podcast because I thought I knew all the answers. I think about like, I I really started this part because I was like I'm gonna talk my shit now I I got it figured out and I was so <laughs> sleep still I was so I was like yo I can I cannot believe but the growth in the year to now where I'm at where it's just like I'm gonna focus on what matters and what I can control and that's my environment and my world and this podcasting that I this podcast I want to do this whole media world that I want to be in. I can control that. I, I have saying that too. I can mope around and say the world's changing, new world orders coming. Oh, this is this, that. Like I'm I'm not gonna be depressed all the time and, and act like this world is ugly when it really isn't. My world isn't. My world is not ugly. I'm blessed. I'm really blessed. So I, I like how you said that where you're not really with that whole, you know, having to figure it out. <laughs> Dude, it's <laughs> having it figured out, man, it's it's exhausting like and, and like if you think you have it figured out then you have a bunch of things to be defensive about um and that for me is like anytime that i'm in a conversation about anything really and i find myself like super like defensive mm-hmm. i try to ask myself like why are you defensive right now you know like what is it that you're so attached to that you're getting defensive in this conversation. And, and that, that was kind of my goal with Pyramid Realm was to create a space um, where, cause I, cause I think I sympathize with both sides of the existential argument where I think on one side, you have people that think they have it figured out and they take it super seriously and they're really rigid in their views and they've spent a lot of time thinking about it um, and they've kind of set their minds. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, I feel like you have people that are like, none of this shit matters. Like you, it's not that deep, you know? It is deep. And, <laughs> and for me, it's like, I sympathize with both because I think some of the most interesting conversations you can have are existential philosoph- like philosophical questions. Mm-hmm. And so I like having those conversations, but I don't like taking myself super seriously and acting like I know everything and have it figured out or trying to push my views on other people, you know? But do you remember when you were, when that process first started, like when you first started coming across conspiracies? Oh yeah. But, but do you like, do you remember just that high you would get and that thinking that you had, like you knew that you knew something that others didn't, you know, that you had, <laughs> you had like this secret sauce to you. And I got yeah. very arrogant. I got, I really did get, I got very arrogant. I, you know, I, I was so embedded into the whole QAnon bullshit too for a minute. I was believing that. 
making like I was really telling people this pedo like I was telling people to look up frazzle drip and shit like that. I'm like, and now looking back, that was so dark. Like, why would I want to bring that into someone's life? Like, <laughs> like that's that's ugly. Like, I, maybe I should bring awareness to it. And I always, I battle with this all this time too. I don't know how you feel about this. That like the more the more I don't pay attention. The more I don't want to talk about what's going on and I don't want to I don't want to just even shed light on all the BS that's going on. I feel like I'm enabling it. I feel like me not caring about politics. I'm enabling the bullshit to keep happening. But I understand that it's theater and it's not going to change. So I battle and I'm constantly dealing with do I want to talk about this? Because I also got to a point on the part where I don't care to share a lot of the stuff, the, the, my actual real feelings like that, because people don't really care no more. Like. I don't know. I, I I'm in a weird spot, bro. I don't I don't know how you feel about that. No, I've I've been in that spot, man. And I, I still am in that spot in a lot of ways. Cause for me, like, okay, let's let's take the vaccine as just an example of like something get that time that's, <laughs> that's like happening in the world right now, you know, and it has the potential to be very divisive and like create tense conversations you know mm -hmm. and especially like as a business owner who's running a business like part of me and i like part of me is like the best business decision is maybe to not, never talk about it ever you know never say whether i'm vaccinated never yeah. say mm -hmm. whether i support the mandates never say anything maybe as a business owner that's the smart thing to do but then i battle with it because it's like well i didn't start this business to be a business owner like i started this business maybe on some arrogant shit but like i started this business to change the world mm. you know like really like mm. like i started this thing and what my dreams are for this company they're they're way bigger than selling art selling merch like it's about changing fundamentally the way we, we see ourselves and challenging the government and advocating for more, more personal sovereignty. Mm. So for me, if like now I'm in this position, right, where I, I built up over half my following when I was just rabbit hole central, you know, like conspiracies, whatever, you know, just open-minded just me shitstorming what I think is happening with the system, right. you know? Yeah. And so I have people following me from all the way back then. And, and for like, and so now that I've, that it is a business, like I still want to stay true to this, to why I started this. So I feel like I have to shed light. I have to advocate for, the rights of non-vaccinated people because that is me like if i don't fight for a society where non-vaccinated people can travel eat in restaurants like like basic rights you know right yeah i'm gonna wake up and i'm not gonna have those rights and i'm gonna think to myself dude you had a platform with thirty-six thousand people that you could have made a stand mm -hmm. and then it's like the fuck that you know like I should make, I should use my platform then. So I feel you, I guess is what I'm saying. Damn the platform. But at the end of the day, bro, like it can go so sour. Like they can really just cancel the, the, like, I understand, you know, being for the people doing it for what you started for. But at the end of the day, this is what really, if it, it feeds you, right. This is what, this is what gets you by. This is what lets you do what you want to do. 
they can they can shut down your your you know your dot com real quick. They can censor they can censor everything real quick, and it just it's so sad that as much as you do want to spread truth and all that, you know, it's it's crazy how it can be gone and so quickly. And it's kind of, it's sometimes I battle even between like, what path do I really want to take? Do I want to play it safe or do I just want to be Chris X and be me and really be the blunt person that I, that I really am and just say how I want to say it. But, 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 I mean, but wanting to build this brand and this podcast, is that going to hurt me or is it going to make me? Is it going to, I don't know. I don't know. If you want my take, um and it's a little different but i recently like got called to basically monetize myself out of the internet so like in the last two months i've actually transitioned most of my sales to in-person sales Mm. well i signed like a consignment deal to get my pyramids like in some crystal shops in la And then I also like have my own booth um, that I roll or like I can roll around and carry my pyramids. It all fits in my car. So I can sell sell on Venice beach. I sell on Santa Monica pier. So I can make, you're here. You're here in in SoCal. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm living in uh, Encinitas right now, bro. You got to come to the studio. (laughs) Dude, I'll, I'll come by. I'm I'm super Damn, I didn't know you were in SoCal. I'm in Riverside. But yeah, I, I basically, I, I've yeah. created a stream of revenue outside of the internet that makes me feel like I can say whatever I want on the internet because the internet isn't what's leverage, bro. Me. You built that leverage. I, I'm, my hustle is what's keeping me afloat. Damn. Yeah. That's a bar. Yeah. At the end of the day, like we going to keep rocking it out, rocking it out at work, you know, until they, until they mandate the, the, the shot. And I, so far, I, I don't know if because I'm a, I'm union based that they haven't really, they haven't said anything. So I don't know if we're on the clear, but I, I'm, I won't be surprised when it reaches my, reaches my bubble. I've been trying to avoid it. Even, even all that stuff, bro. You know, at one point I was so invested into seeing what's going on with the, with all the jabination and all that stuff. And now I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. And then now, and then yesterday, boom, now kids can get it. Like, whoa. See, when you don't pay attention, stuff starts to happen so quickly. And it's like, man, see, should I be talking about this? But yeah, because, dude, that's like the brand that like, I think we kind of have a similar brand going for us in the the Chris Blunt. (laughs) Like why you started is like when I first got on Twitter, I was like, I'm going to say the shit that no one's willing to say. Like, you know, like there's a thousand, there's a hundred million like spiritualist guru accounts that is going to tell you to follow your dreams, follow your bliss. There are. Intuition, follow your heart. You know, like there's plenty of that. Like I wanted to be a voice that says like a little bit of like, okay, well, what are we going to actually do about it? You know, how are we going to actually make the world better? How, how is what you're doing going to contribute to leaving the world that you want your kids to grow up on, grow yeah. up in, you know, like, cause that's what it's gotta be for me is like the, the heart of it, you know, there's, there's other aspects where it's just fun. It's entertaining, but like the heart of it is like, to create positive change in the world. Correct. 
And for me, going back to what you were saying, like to do that, sometimes it involves like taking something dark and bringing it into awareness, you know, because that's when you can do something about it, you know, and I feel like so many people hide from things that make them uncomfortable, things that they don't want to face, truths that make like make them feel a certain way and so they disregard them but really we have to face that shadow you know our collective shadow and by doing that like we'll create a better society that's what i believe at least i agree man i gotta do some shadow work though to be honest definitely so i tend to be noticing little things about myself and it's like mm, that characteristic that characteristic of mine is not good to have that's that that's an ugly way to look at things sometimes <laughs> Nah, for real, man, I'm being honest, you know, just like, little, sometimes, you know, it's not even really just envy, it's just like, I don't know what it is, sometimes I feel like I just have a lot of entitlement. Yeah, dude, same. <laughs> I, I, I grew up, I grew up very spoiled, very spoiled, you know, um, not the only child, but I was, I'm the eldest child, first one, so I was just given everything, till this, till this day, you know, my folks gave me a whole crib, you know, they gave me a whole house, you know, so, it's just, it just like certain things... Um, I always want like things handed to me and it, it didn't work. It don't work like that. You're, you're going to have to work for some things. You're going to have to like, you know, change some things about yourself to get to certain different levels and just self-realization. It's just like, man, I, 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 I don't know why I feel like the, the world owes me and the world don't owe you nothing. No one owes you nothing. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a pill to swallow for sure. Is that. <laughs> but like, see, like I'm aware of it, right? I'm aware of it, but. I still catch myself having those same, those sentiments. So it's like, do I, do I have to do the shadow work? Because I know I'm aware of it. I mean, does the shadow work is actually dealing with the actual root of the problem or, you know, how would I, how would I try to fix that permanently instead of, or am I always going to slip in and have that feeling? And if, and if that's the case, am I really doing the shadow work? I, I feel like this is the line for me. In, in terms of what you're talking about is like the the difference between feeling worthy and feeling entitled okay so like we're like feeling worthy is like you know what my like for, for example I didn't have to pay for my college my grandparents my grandpa like was a super successful geneticist he started his own company sold it for millions like super awesome dude supported me all the way through college so i i didn't have to work through college and i don't feel like i was necessarily like entitled to that like in terms of yeah like it was just a really nice thing that he did but i also felt worthy of it you know i was like you know what like this, i'm being blessed like and it, i just want to be grateful for everything that is given to me and not feel like, oh, like I don't deserve all these nice things that have happened to me. I don't deserve to have my college paid for. I don't deserve to not have to work a job. Because when you feel like you don't deserve good things, then like good, like they, I guess <laughs> then you. you lose those things. You know? I get like, you. But I, but I think, I think what it is that I, I get what you mean about not feeling entitled like that. I didn't feel like I, I, it, it needs to be me and it has to be, it, I guess it's because of being spoiled and given everything all the time. It creates that entitlement subconsciously. So I always felt like mom got me or dad got me. Like it's, it's always in a fallen place. And then the older I got, I'm realizing 
it's not gonna fall in place like you gotta make it happen for yourself mom and dad ain't always gonna be there to make it happen so it's just that that subconscious entitlement of where i just expected things to fall fall my way and the world's supposed to give me what what, it, what i want all the time and it, and it does but you have to you have to put the action behind it you can't it's not just yeah. gonna, it's not just gonna come you know so i but then now that i'm older it's looking at how you look exactly like that like I can't be mad that I'm blessed. I was blessed my whole life. Like I'm so blessed that I was born in, you know, in love, in in love. Really, like p- parents that wanted to have kids, that you know, were just excited about it. You know, I, this, this everything. Just knowing what I know now, you just astro- about astrology too, and just doing their stuff and mine and numerology and all that. I'm like, oh yeah, I was supposed to come out of that portal. You know, you know, it was supposed, it was supposed to be. <laughs> it was supposed to be, bro. You know, so, but I, I still, I still deal with this sometimes, you know, especially when I get drunk, I just have like, I don't get drunk all the time, but when I am, I always just want a voice of how, nah, people don't give me my credit. Mm. You know, just like little petty stuff where it's just like, bro, relax, relax. You know, the universe knows that's all, I, that's all, that's all you need to know. No one else needs, doesn't matter. Nah, man, I, I got plenty of... <laughs> Work you do too, man. Like I'm over here giving you my sad story and shit. It's not a sad story. You got a pretty good story, man. Nah, I'm just I'm I'm just me, bro. I'm just me. And then sometimes like you know, you just a conversation around I just just sparks it sparks certain emotions and thoughts in my head. So that's all that's all it is. But back to you, bro. It ain't about me. It's about you today. (laughs) Um do you run you run the uh, Institute of Foley? That's that's you too. That's you and Nick or no? Uh so Nick Nick does it. I just handle the merch. Mm. Um Yeah, so I like I I do some of the design work for him. Uh, but we on honestly we haven't even started where I think we want to take that. Um cuz like from some of my conversations with Nick I just like I think we want to use that as like the motto of the Institute for Folly IFF is what if, mm, you know? Yeah, I like that. Like, I think that's just what our motto is with the company, you know, where we, we kind of want to just get stupid rich and then <laughs> do, Vibes. do shit because like, why not, you know, like why not buy a billboard and instead of putting some consumer product, just like, put some uplifting message in the middle of LA or something, you know, just like stuff like that or, or buy land, you know, and start creating spaces where maybe non-vaccinated people are allowed to go eat out, you know, or just like, just create solutions to the problems because this is something that I see a lot of. And I know Nick also gets frustrated with this in conspiracy Twitter. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it there's a lot of complaining about how the world is and not a lot of doing shit about it. That's a fact. You know, mm-hmm. for me, like, I don't really like complaining, but I do think the world is kind of fucked up. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I, but I only really feel comfortable, like talking about how backwards I feel like the world is. If I'm at least trying to be a part of the solution you know if i'm at least putting my energy into creating something that i feel is a new paradigm you know a new way of thinking a more solution oriented problem solving mindset than 
Justin, victim, like the system's out to get me. Life sucks. The lizards are sucking me dry. You know, <laughs> like whatever it is, you know, like I just like to be in a more creative, focused state of mind. You think the world is really crazy, bro? Yeah. yeah. You think so? Yeah. I feel like it's only crazy when I go on my phone or when I see something on TV. Other than that, I don't, I don't feel like it is. I, I guess it depends what you mean by crazy. Cause like when I say crazy, like I think you're right. The, the projection of the world as given by from the news is crazy in a very dystopian war torn Wally world type Correct. way. Yep. Mm-hmm. When I say the world is crazy, I mean like the world is crazy and like an interconnected, psychedelic, ah. synchronistic way. You ah, know, like I think like, oh yeah, it's special, bro. Crazy. And it's crazy to be alive and it's crazy. Like, I, I think about this shit all the time. Like, this is my phone. I can go on this device, type out like uh-huh. poop or goo goo gaga and like tweet it to 36,000 people or I can tweet Joe Biden is the worst president in the history of the United States or Donald Trump or whatever like I can just have a take and then send it through this like rectangle and it will pop up on the screen of thousands of people around the world that is historically a crazy like moment in history that we're living in that's essentially the meta. We're already in the metaverse, right? I mean, that's what it would be to me. Every time I get yeah. on my phone, it's like me putting on my, my virtual reality helmet on. As soon as I unlock yeah. my phone. And it's, it's going to get like, like, and we're like, it's a trend, right? Like you can follow the trend to see where it's going and it's going to go full black mirror. Like, and this is kind of, Break the cube, break the cube. (laughs) Like, you're going to have the opportunity, like, I I genuinely, in our lifetime, like, upload your consciousness into, like, complete virtual realities to where maybe you have an option to not die. Like, like, what if, like, and I I personally think that might be hell, you know, to be trapped in eternity in a virtual reality. Like, maybe that's hell. Like, I'm not really afraid of death as much as i would be afraid of like waking up in elon's like write that down (laughs) we're going back to this topic hold on afterlife topic definitely coming back i need your thoughts on the afterlife carry on i'm sorry (laughs) no uh, but just in terms of the metaverse of where it's going like i think uh, i'm I'm gonna extrapolate a lot from just we are stepping into the metaverse like twitter and social media facebook like that's like a foot into the metaverse where I think it's going to go. Like, I think you're going to have people like, have you seen ready player one? Yep. I was just thinking that like, you're going to have people that are more identified with the reality that they live within the metaverse than physical reality. You know, like, I mean, it's kind of like that now. Like you're pyramid realm to me. I don't even know your name. You get me? (laughs) Oh, true. (laughs) My name's Brayden, by the way. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, like that concept's already, but I get what you mean. It's gonna become more of a 
actual thing, you know, like. And what happens, dude? I, and this is kind of on topic, not really. But do you think it's smart to get on board or not? And then you get left behind. How do you look at it? Adapt with times or, or just kind of leave it alone. Okay. This to me is like, uh, it ties into actually what I was saying. So first, I believe that like you either play the system or the system is playing you. So like, like something like crypto, for example, crypto is making me a lot of money. I'm not going to fight the trend of crypto. I'm not going to defeat crypto. And I don't even know if I'd want to, because I don't like the banks. So if crypto is an alternative, then I'm going to jump on that wave and make a lot of money while the entire financial system gets reworked through crypto. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to join that to leverage my own position and look out for myself. Um, So yes, in some ways, like flow with the metaverse, you know, but in other ways of what I was about to go in on the metaverse is like, what happens when it's sex robots and incubator babies or like freaking what if you have virtual children that don't even exist like where and that's where i draw my line like i don't want to fuck a robot i want to like <laughs> I, I, I we're not krillin i want a real girl and i want her to carry my child in her womb and push it out like that's hey. You seen those, those you seen those Instagram ads with the 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 baby womb? It's like a little inky oh the incubator, yeah, like you said, it's like a little thing that grows the actual fetus. You don't the woman doesn't have to carry it no more either. It's crazy. Dude, they're they're gonna do that though. That's that's what's gonna happen in the next like honestly five to ten years. Is they're gonna sell like incubate incubator babies and genetically modified children and like basically gene editing. And, and like growing your baby in an incubator as like female empowerment, you know, like oh, yeah. now the- they don't, have, they don't have to carry a baby. They don't, ha- they can work more, you know, like, oh yeah. Your body and, stays the same too. Oh, that's all they need to hear. That's all they need to hear. A lot of women are going to go for it. You yeah. know, and I'm not even saying there's anything wrong with it necessarily. I just, t- to answer your question about where I draw my line with like flowing with the metaverse and not being left behind. Like if the trend is incubator babies, then I'm okay being left behind. You know? And what are your thoughts about like off the grid? You know, everyone talks about like, well, we're not going to get on board. We go off the grid. Cause personally it sounds amazing, but I do love enjoy. I, I enjoy being around people. I'm not going to lie. I, even, even, know- even if I don't agree with them, I'll just say that. Yeah. You want to know my dream situation. Okay. Of actually, my vision for Pyramid Realm is like a hybrid of off the grid where I, like I, I want to set up, like, I want to buy land and then set up resorts that have both short term and long term housing. So, and like, maybe I don't even care. Like, my idea is that people will be able to live on the land and then 
will basically earn rent by contributing, you know, so by gardening or by painting or like, and so we could have long-term tenants that just kind of like have a community there and then also have a resort component on the land. So there's like a constant influx of new people to meet and interact with. And it's less, cause I don't want to live on a commune. I don't want to live in a cult. And I want the freedom to travel wherever I want in the world. So knowing those three things, like I just want to have different locations of like basically like long-term communities integrated in with resort living so people can come visit and like experience a different way of living outside the matrix, you know, and, and kind of challenging people to push what the human experience even is you know and and to really like raise the quality of life and focus on what is fulfilling what brings us happiness and almost approach like life from like a psychological perspective of like how can we create an environment in which people can live here happily Mm. without infringing on individual sovereignty and respecting people's rights to move around and, and live different places, you know? And so that's, that's kind of my ideal situation is like a hybrid off the grid with a constant influx of, I want to be meeting new people and I want to socialize. And I also like partying and getting drunk sometimes and smoking weed with the boys. Like I, I still like all that stuff. Right. You know, I don't, I don't want to go full mountain monk and just like, Yeah. You really, you've put a lot of thought into that. That's a lot of thought. Yeah, man, I got where, a plan. I, where does that, <laughs> where does that inspiration come from? Like, is that just some shroom trips that you just, you put, you're piecing it all together? Or you're going, through, <laughs> how did you come, how did you map it all together? Dude, I've actually, so I've known that I wanted to do resorts like my whole life. Wow. Like within, when I was like 12 years old, I was like, on Zillow looking up like plots of land what? you know that I could, like build on so I just like have always had this in me of like I love creating spaces where people can be themselves and have fun and so in like, like in college for example I was actually the social chair of a fraternity so and it, what does that it mean? doesn't so I would like basically plan out the parties and like help decorate the space okay. and, and make the purchases and just decide the themes and stuff. And it, it doesn't sound like it ties into like the vision of what I want to build at all, but it, it does because what I realize I love is like creating environments, creating spaces for people to come and like live life to the fullest you know and create memories and have fun and like like people like to hate on party culture I feel like a lot especially in the spiritual community but some of the most like liberating spiritual moments of my life facts I've been on a dance floor just like I don't give a fuck about that talk about it bro (laughs) facts facts and yeah, I want 
to capture a little bit of that with also like I try to live a very healthy lifestyle you know I cook all my own meals and and that's my perfect balance here is I, I don't eat junk food but every once in a while I like to get drunk and dance and have fun you know <laughs> that's really what it all is bro balance be happy like because I love that you said that because when I first started stepping into my spiritual journey, you know, after I got through the conspiracies, you know how, you know, I think Tripoli, Sam Tripoli says this phrase that conspiracies led him to spirituality. And that's definitely like my, my path as well. So when I first got into the spiritual stuff, yeah, like I, I'm not much of a drinker, but I do enjoy drinking, you know, from time to time and I, and I'm having a good time, but it, it got to a point where it's like, I felt guilty. I was always feeling guilty about the things that I was doing. I'm like, this is corny because just because I get drunk one time, don't mean I'm a bad person. Like, and I just, and I just started, I stopped following the spirituality ways, I guess you can so, so to say, you know, cause I, at the end of the day, I'm also realizing that everyone's spirituality is different. There's so many ways that you can go about doing something spiritual and every, it's going to be different for everyone. Like, I don't have to meditate every morning. I don't have to do certain things, but you know, I have my own little practices and rituals that I do. You know, everyone goes about it their own way, but I do just believe it's a lot, just balancing life. That's all it is, bro. Cause like you said, I don't. You know, for the, I hate the word vegan, but by definition, I would be a vegan, right? But, like, I've been craving some chicken wings for the longest already. And I don't know why I haven't had some chicken wings, but I just feel guilty having some chicken wings. But it's like, just have the chicken wings. Like, yeah. And I beat myself over, uh, over it. And it's just like, it's just learning, learning to just like, bro, stop getting caught up in labels. Stop getting caught up in definitions. Like, just live your life and do you. Like, do you. If you're happy, you're happy. And just balance that out. Just because I, you eat chicken wings today don't mean you got to go back to eating, eating them every day and all day every day. But once every month, it's okay. Maybe if, you're, if your body's telling you that and it's been telling you for the last few months, maybe you should have them. And, dude, first of all, I eat chicken. Like, I'm a... And I don't care. You know, I'm, I, hate, I, I hate the word I'm, vegan, bro, because people always assume I'm not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what... What it sounds like to me, and this is something that I also came across like in my journey, is like def especially online, man. Especially online, like a lot of people that identify with spirituality, mm -hmm. it's an ego trip. It's actually narcissism. Wow. Um, because basically what it is is like like they want to feel better than other people. And so, and there's a very different energy in like my roommate's vegan and he's the least judgmental vegan, but the most hardcore, he just does it because he loves animals and he, it's, he can cook all his meals and he just Damn. does it. Damn, yeah. you know? um, but there are a lot of people that like are just on an ego trip and they feel like they're, they're meditating every morning, not to fucking, center themselves and become zen and connect with all of the universe and tune out the noise like they're almost meditating as like a check mark and like am i filling my spiritual quota for the day and the funny thing about like identifying as spiritual is like when you're identifying in that way like it's the ego that identifies so like yeah my 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 feelings are very much to what you were saying is, is just do you, you know, and, and don't, don't let other people shame you. Cause a lot of times the people that are shaming you, like 
they've got darker skeletons in their closet than like fucking chicken wings, man. Like they just <laughs> chicken <laughs> wings. Like do what makes you happy and, and don't and like if you eat chicken wings and you're like, oh, I actually didn't like that at all. I don't want to eat chicken wings, then don't hold it over yourself forever. Like just don't eat chicken wings next. You don't well, it's just update. I had chicken wings the other day. Nice. I had two of them. <laughs> and I ain't gonna lie, bro. It was fire. And we're fire. <laughs> they're fire. Because I don't care. Vegan wings are good too, but it ain't nothing like that ripping it off the bone. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And here's I'm my saying. argument. I'm saying. Here's my <laughs> argument. Being fish and chicken. Okay. Uh-huh. If you can cut a head off of the chicken and have it run around for like 10 minutes, how conscious is it really? You know, like, like I, like <laughs> I try to avoid like pork, for example. Oh, hey, I'm not eating pork ever again. No, 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 no. We are incredibly intelligent creatures. And there's really like, the only difference between pigs and dogs is just like social conditioning, you know? And Wow. Really? Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, if you if you just think about, like, like in some places in Asia, right, they eat dogs. And we think it's, like, the craziest thing because we identify decided <laughs> dogs are pets. But, like, if we were just a slightly different culture and we thought pigs were super cute, like, we could have the same, like, judgment about anyone that eats pigs, you uh-huh. know? But I guess all I'm really saying is, like, listen to your body, you know, and, and, and one thing that I do do, okay, and this is actually like more valid than what I was saying about chickens barely being conscious. <laughs> when, when I eat like meat, I do like, like send a prayer to the spirit of the creature I consumed, right? I try to, I don't do it every time, but I try to because I think it's important like to to not lose like reverence for the the animal you okay. know because what like historically like we have eaten meat throughout like all of human history you know right. from hunter gatherers at every great like civilization for tens and hundreds of thousands of years we have eaten meat and what i feel like is wrong and what my body reacts to poorly when i eat is animals that are treated like commodities you know because we used to go kill an animal right yeah and use every part of it and we had to kill it so we really held like this reverence for the creature but now it's like they're just packaged into little cages. They're side by side by side. And, and another thing that I believe is when, some, when you suffer like, and you experience hardships, I think that suffering gets stored in your DNA mm. and in your body. Mm. And so when you eat an animal that spent its entire life suffering i genuinely believe that like you consume the energy that transfer it's an energy transfer yeah. into you mm-hmm. and and you feel that 
you know? And, and so like, I'm not against, like, I don't have some moral superiority complex, I guess, about like, oh, anyone that eats meat is a murderer, you know, or you eat this, you know, but I do try to go to the farmer's market, you know, if I'm going to get, you know, because it's important to me that the meat that I do eat, the eggs that I do eat, that the animals lived a life um, that was, they were respected, you know, they were treated with respect, even if they were killed for me to eat them, you know, at least they lived in humane conditions. Right. Just having that, uh, that awareness, I think is what, I think, a lot, my goal a lot to try to get across people. It's not so much that like I want people to stop consuming a lot of the things that they consume. It's just that don't be naive when you do end up getting high blood pressure, diabetes, cholesterol. Like don't be, don't be surprised. Like I don't know how this happened when you're drinking soda all day. When you're eating, it's only seven in the morning. And you're having a amino breakfast. Like bro, like it, it, your digestive system's all crazy. You probably have a bunch of your gut ain't the best. You know, so there's certain things where I just want people to be aware and be like, just know like what they're consuming. And I think that's the issue where people don't know. They don't know that they're eating a lot of time. You might be eating some fake chicken or just scrapes of something made up of all these different animals. That's you don't know, you know, you're getting yeah. stuff off the vending machine at work, bro. I, you're not eating real meat. Yeah. And one thing that I recommend um, that people do that I think has really helped me is like take months, like try out different diets Mm. for a month, you know? So, so I've gone full vegan for a month, you know, like I tried like just be a hundred percent about it, you know, no eggs, no chicken, no dairy, you know, just do it right. And I like experienced it, you know, to see how I felt. And then I felt like comfortable integrating some new things back in. I'm like, okay, I still love eggs, like back in. But what you'll realize is like, I guarantee if you drink soda every day and then you take a month off from drinking soda, you might find out that you don't crave soda anymore because your body feels so much better without that. If you give it a full detox, Mm. Well, actually, it's so smart that it will, it will defeat, like, like the finally, earth. bro. <laughs> yeah, the body's just smart. Like, I, I used to not like the taste of kombucha, for example. Like, I was like, ooh, it's a little bit, like, nah, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, got, like, got a little armpit smell to it. Yeah, it's like ew, a little. I don't know about this, but then like, kombucha fire. I drink, I drink like. <laughs> A couple booches, and I was like, "Wow, I booches. feel good. <laughs> I feel good." And then let me get a booch. Let me get a booch. And then, dude, now like, booch is my favorite drink. Like, I I drink a booch a day. That's funny. That's funny. I'm I'm getting I'm get I'm getting on that um. What wave am I getting on that um? Uh, what are they called? I don't know what they are. Them probiotic drinks. I don't know what they called. <laughs> but I've been on the the um nice. They're like spa- they're like sparkling water kinda in a way or something. I don't know what they are, but hey, they be they be working. I, they sound like booch, honestly. That it does taste like booch. I had a, that's probably why I liked it. Yeah, it's 
my grandma used to like make her own kombucha. Whenever you find the plug for anything, that's always gonna be fire that way, bro. Whoever can make it directly. <laughs> yeah, another another health wave I just got on was uh apple cider vinegar. Really? I've heard of that before, but it don't smell found, it don't smell pleasant. No, it I, I did find I found a local lady though that makes her own and like infuses it with strawberries and, and like wow. peaches and, and all like a bunch of natural fruit and it's super good and my body really liked how it felt after um taking some so i think i'm gonna stick with the acv the body is interesting it's crazy how you how you said that because like your body does just like do you think it's just a reaction and, and it, just, it is a reaction at first huh? and then it just starts adapting to like whatever new you're introducing it to because, you know, sometimes you might switch your diet up and be like, oh, it didn't sit well with my stomach. Well, what if it's just because it's a whole new thing you're bringing into your system? So you might not like it at first, but maybe it is long term. It'd be better. I don't know. It's so I don't it's, The body's just weird, but amazing. I think the body's like incredibly. Like, I think the body is more intelligent than the mind. Um, the gut and the gut think- mind. Yeah, like, like your whole nervous system, like people okay. don't, like people don't really like live in the awareness of how incredible it is to be alive and that you have all these sensory organs that are working and in, in perfect Back. harmony for you to maintain homeostasis. And they, they, they just like, most people are very disconnected from their bodies and living very much just from the intellect. But I guess just in my own journey, I trust my body more than my thoughts because my thoughts, I'm like, sometimes I say shit and I instantly disagree with it. I'm like, actually, no. Or I tweet something and like 20 minutes later, I'm like, actually, I don't know about that. <laughs> draft. <laughs> How much of drafts, huh? <laughs> no, yeah, just delete. Um, <laughs> But when I when I get like a feeling in my body, like a really strong like knowing, or right. I just like get this like something washes over me, like that's when I feel like I have revelations where I'm like, wow, this just clicked big time for me, and I know because I feel it, yeah, all like in me. Yeah. It just, we're, we're amazing we're amazing beings people were like we take it for granted bro like what's so crazy what we can do how we can adapt how we, just, have you got have you had um rona no i i don't um i don't resonate with rona so it's just not in my reality <laughs> thank you thank you because i definitely have told people that that don't live that's not that don't exist in my reality and sometimes like i'm sorry if i sound insensitive to people but in my reality it was not a thing now i wonder and maybe you can maybe how you feel about this have i not manifested rona because it is not part of my even thought process in reality and even just having one inclination about it even those people that just for once was like i didn't put sanitizer on or maybe i didn't put my mask on and they thought i might get covid those were probably the same people that manifested it. I feel like just having yes. that one little thought. What do you think? In in my personal life, you know, and and this is another thing that I feel like there's a huge disconnect from 
people's lived experience versus the the reality projected from the TV, right? Because mm-hmm. in my experience, which is what I trust, you know, and it, it's maybe a small sample of just one person, but the only person close to me that I knew, that I know who got COVID was the most diligent about following every protocol and the, the most tuned in to mainstream media, the, the most following the death tolls and, and living in fear of it, you know, Facts, because yeah. what people don't realize is like when you fixate, and this doesn't just apply to Rona, you know, but when you fixate on your fears, like you actually manifest, you manifest them into your reality, you know? Correct, yeah. So it's kind of like, like, and I'm not saying that every like anxious thought you ever have is like going to show up in your reality instantly. But if you do spend like a fair amount of your time and energy worried, afraid, scared of this thing to happen, you're actually you're becoming a magnet for that experience. I believe that. Whereas if you're like just going about your life, I haven't watched the news in like three years and I swim in the ocean three times a week and drink what like healthy, eat healthy food, take care of myself. Like I feel like I can go out in public. I don't wear a mask. Yeah. I interact with people. I hug people. I shake hands. I don't, worry about the shit and it and i don't want to like jinx myself here you know but i I, (laughs) haven't hasn't been a problem yet i was having the time of my life 2020 bro flights were cheap everything was cheap (laughs) we were outside we were outside 2020 and i'm sorry because i know people are probably home looking at my stories like this motherfucker i hope he catch covid i hope he get it for all that shit talking (laughs) and i haven't bro i haven't all these new strains that shit like weed strains now they got the lambda. They got the. They got all these different strains. I'm just like I'm still. I'm still out here raw dogging life, and I have not caught yeah. anything. Last year, um, for how it was like actually exactly a year ago now. Mm-hmm. It was like peak like angst COVID. No one can do anything. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's just super butthurt yeah. about like having four people in a car. You know, <laughs> you know like. And dude, uh, that's a fact no that was a thing i can't believe we let that happen <laughs> me and my roommates were living in like honestly just like a beautiful house like we just lucked out we got reasonable rent for just a giant castle looking house Jeez. and we were like you know what fuck it we're sending just a full-on party and like i'm not kidding you man because no one else like in the area i think was willing to like throw down because they were kind of like afraid of police or they they didn't want to spread corona you know which is fair but we had like 300 heads show up it's just like peak covid and (laughs) and, like we were kind of talking about it beforehand like what are we prepared to do tonight you know and and like I, I didn't know how I felt about it fully until I was in that house and seeing everyone there having the time of their life, like 
laughing, smiling, not worrying about shit, yeah. you know, enjoying themselves, dancing, like, and I was like, you know what, I don't regret this at all, you know, and if someone came to this event and contracted COVID, <laughs> then like, they're adults, they chose to come to a party, like, and I'm an adult, maybe, maybe I get COVID from doing this, like, it's a risk that I, I choose to take, and for me, this is something that's so essential to freedom is like and this people don't grasp this is like freedom is the ability to take your own risks mm. mm-hmm. you know yeah like because you can sit and not go to the party and then judge everyone that went to the party for going to a party but like, like you didn't go to the party. Why do you care? Yeah. You know, like yeah. you're not going to get COVID from the yeah. party you didn't go to. Yeah. So like, do you think you're better than the people that chose to go to the party? You know, like Some people were this, is just, this is just like a metaphor for like yeah. everything, you know, yeah, in yeah. regards to COVID. But like, it felt so good though. Having those parties on when no one was having parties. Don't lie. It was cool. I, I was, it, we were having kickbacks too and we were like oh y'all scared we're having fun still it, it, it gave us kind of like um we felt badass low-key prohibition yes it did bro i was getting haircuts on the low-key too like my barber bring me through the back and shit i felt like i was in a whole different time like whole reality it was it was it was bro traffic there was no traffic it was so crazy <laughs> it's so crazy it has already been almost two years yeah man it's been t- like two and a half years since we were flattening the curve. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> now they're on uh, fourth, four booster shot. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on, bro. I don't know. I don't know. We're about to get to the Epsilon variant, and then we'll, we'll take it from there. But Man. I guess that's all I'm trying to say here is like. Right, yeah. Regarding COVID and and like letting people take their own risks because I think we as a society have like a very unhealthy relationship with death where we're like, we're terrified of death. Like, and it makes us so uncomfortable that when faced with death, we are willing to give away anything for our safety. When like in different times and at least like my own personal belief system, like, I death isn't something that I am afraid of. Like it's almost yeah. like this great mystery that at the end of this journey on earth, like that's my next thing. I'm gonna die. And I don't know how that's gonna be. But like I like being alive. So I can only assume that like the processes of the universe, like I don't know, I'm excited, I guess is all I'm saying. So I don't want to live my entire life in fear of the only inevitable thing that's going to happen, which is that I'm going to die. You know, The only thing promised on this earth, bro, is death. <laughs> and you know, it's funny because I, it's a, it's you full circle because I, you, you said something about afterlife earlier. And I want to know your thoughts about this because um, I think that's the thing a lot with society too, where even different cultures and everyone has different practices to see how the afterlife is. And everyone wants to know what happens after you die. And I don't think like what I'm at the point where Depending on your, depending on the energy that you put on 
in this lifetime is going to determine your next lifetime. That's how I look at it. So if you're, if you're in a, like, like me, just looking how I grew up in this lifetime and where I'm at right now in this lifetime, I, I think back, like, maybe, like, what was I in the past life? Did I grow up this type, certain type of way? Was I a good person? Because I did have it all this, this lifetime. I grew up very spoiled. I didn't have to struggle. I, I don't know struggle. I don't know struggle, bro. Like, I really don't. And, and that's a blessing to not have that feeling of knowing struggle. So it's like, but was my last past life? Was I a good person? Is that, am I being blessed this lifetime for that? Did I learn something? I don't know. So based off where I'm at now in this lifetime, I would assume that I'm out of here next lifetime. I'm, I don't know. I'm just assuming that I'm, I'm going to transcend, not live this reality anymore, uh, physical reality. But do you think you just die and then you just spawn somewhere else and it just keeps going? Like, do you think we are stuck here and our memory just gets erased and we don't even remember? Or do you do think that we ascend to another dimension? Do you do think of an afterlife? Is this already heaven and hell here on earth? And it's just a, is it just a state of mind? Like, how do you look at death? And, and even though you're not probably right, but how do you look at it? What's your, what's your views on it? <laughs> um, so I guess I, first thing that I'd say is I, I resonate like with a lot of Egyptian beliefs about the afterlife in terms of, like, I believe like the Egyptians say that your heart gets weighed against a feather and like it, your heart should be lighter than a feather and you'll transcend into some new realms. And I don't really buy in and like a bunch of super fear-based stuff where like, I think like you're, you're accountable for everything that you do in, in, in this world, you know? And I, I think that kind of what you're saying like as you evolve your consciousness in this time while you're living as a human being like at the end of your lifetime depending on how you have evolved then i basically believe that like the universe is kind of like a school for souls to evolve and that depending on the lessons that you learned and the wisdom that you accumulated and um yeah just like who you are like what you remember of yourself by the time you die then I think that is kind of a determining factor and what are the next set of experiences that would be a catalyst for greater growth within you um but more to the point I, I just have a sensation that like, we, like consciousness is everything, you know, it's like this underlying field that like matter itself is a manifestation of consciousness, you know? So I feel like we are that consciousness and when we, and we are like in a host body right now. Right. Mm -hmm. And when that body passes over and is no longer physically alive like i feel like we probably merge some way with the mass consciousness and whether you view that as a god you know whether Mm. you say i'm going back to the light you know back to god or whether you call that source you know it's like whatever you believe like animates you and gave you life like i think you re-merge with that and then 
and I don't I, this is a belief that I don't like really I'm not attached to but it's an idea that I also have it's like maybe you have to like remember yourself and know yourself to keep your own individuality you know like whereas like can you expand on that Okay, I, and I'm just spitballing. Like, yeah, that, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Like, I like that theory though. I have yeah, is yeah. like instead of like a super like heaven and hell thing, you know, where like okay, this guy did some bad shit, he's gonna burn in eternity forever. Like I don't really think that's how shit works. Right. But I could see a situation where like like what if like a soul is incarnate on Earth. And just doesn't really doesn't learn the lessons, doesn't do like I don't know. What what if you just fail on Earth? Like what happens if you can you fail on Earth? And I think the, mm, can you the fail world, on Earth? That's interesting. For me, I feel like maybe one thing that can happen is you your soul can really just like kind of be broken down into its bits and remerged with the greater over soul of the universe. And you don't live on as like an individual, you know, uh, and maybe you're a tree. <laughs> yeah. You just, <laughs> or no, just like you just, your energy is just recycled. I guess we're, I think we all get recycled for sure. But part of me thinks that like you can be recycled with different levels of awareness. Whereas like, like you can be recycled next lifetime and maintain a lot of like who you are and and you keep your soul very much intact or maybe you're just your energy just gets like right right cycled into some other cosmic event and you're a nebula or something i don't i don't really know but that's that's kind of like a theory that's kind of like a theory that i have though like i feel like just for example like people that are like abusers or child molesters or just rapers or whatever, whatever you know those type of people like i feel like in in this lifetime if you're that Maybe in the next lifetime, this is just a thought, you know, I've had that. What if you spawn into a third world country? Like you live in like Syria or somewhere where you're getting bombed all the time. And from an early age, you're dealing with a bunch of trauma. You know, like what if that is your karma based off what you did on a lifetime? That's just little thoughts that I've had, you know, because I'll be trying to I'll be trying to ask, like put together why I came out where I came out from. Like, why did I pick these these souls to be my parents? You know, like in the past lifetime what did we have other entanglements with those with these same souls and maybe my mom was maybe a girlfriend maybe my dad was maybe you know a brother you know do all the souls end up coming back together a certain type of way you know like it's just weird how it works i don't know i just have these thoughts and not to figure out just interesting little thoughts that i have because i want to know why why i got chosen with the people i got chosen with okay i do kind of think that like we've lived lifetimes like we have like a soul family uh-huh. and I think that we have lived like lifetimes, maybe not even on just earth, like, but mm. around cosmos and we've played different roles in each other's lives. Like I, that does kind of resonate with me. Um, but the, and I do think that like we pay off some karmic debts in our, like our current incarnation. Like mm. sometimes we, we were set to accomplish certain things because by doing that, we clear some of our past karma. But then I'm a little conflicted because sometimes I'm, I struggle with like, all right, 
people that are being abused, right? Mm. I struggle with like a mentality of like, well, you must, if you're being treated like shit or you're being abused, you must deserve it because you're just paying off your karma from what you did to someone else in some other yeah. life. Like, That's the only way to look at it. You're right. That's the only way to look at it. But I, I, I do feel, I feel it at the same time. Not that, but like I but see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. It's just interesting, bro. It's, it's very interesting. And I want to get into like a few more things and I want to read these tweets a little bit before we, before we get out of here. But like thoughts on space. Fake? I think it's fake. Space. Space. Very, okay. very complex, but you know. <laughs> um, all right. So I already said that I think like Earth is like a realm, right? Mm-hmm. That's basically where I start um, with space. Like Earth is a realm. And like, I think there are other realms that exist out in the cosmos. Like, I don't think Earth is some is the only place where life has ever developed. And so I like to think of not necessarily that space is fake, but what if like the stars are like portals almost, you know? Yes, and I'm there with you. Mm-hmm. You know, to like other realms. And mm-hmm. And I also do feel like, dude, I'm with you. I'm with you so far. Shit out of me. Because part of me also thinks that like the ocean and space are like. I'm with you. Connected where like. I'm with you. What if, dude, like I sometimes. Yeah. I I struggle to conceptualize some of these things, but some of just some of that shit. Octopuses are aliens, bro. I, I agree. Mushrooms are al- mushrooms are the real aliens. If you want to have that conversation, fungi that's the real aliens. Yeah, mushrooms. Um, mushrooms like I don't know. Mushrooms run the show. Like we don't we don't really understand. Like we are living in a symbiotic relationship with mushrooms, you know. And and like mushrooms. Okay, like for example, in an ecosystem. Mushrooms, like this mycelium network in any ecosystem is literally connecting every single plant in the ecosystem and helping carry nutrients between the roots. And then if an invasive species comes in, the mycelium is actually smart enough to kill off the plants that are invasive and disrupting the balance and harmony of the ecosystem. So I believe that's basically happening but also on just a full earth ecosystem that we are a part of, you know? So the mushrooms are affecting us, you know, and yeah. we are evolving with mushrooms and, and anyone that's taken psychedelics will tell you that it alters the way you perceive reality, you know? And, and I think they're communicating with us and trying to help us like step into our position as like stewards of earth, yeah. you know, and, and preservers of nature. And they're so versatile, bro. I can eat them. I can trip off them. You can kill somebody off them. They're medicine. Like, do you want to talk about aliens? That's that's what I believe are the real aliens. But going back to the space and the ocean, for sure. Like, I definitely believe some, believe some type of connection. I have this thing where I do believe the sun is, you know, the, the portal between the North Pole all the way coming down through the middle, I guess. Going down to the other dimension, oh. if there is. 
I have thought that like metaverse. I mean the the Earth could be like a torus shape. Go. You know, I've thought that. Um, so yeah, um, if it is, you heard it here first. I don't know how to prove it, but it wouldn't surprise me if there's <laughs> just like there's more to this Earth than we we know. Man, pyramid realm. All right, bro. You have these tweets, right? I just got a few tweets that I, I want you to expand on. Maybe even kind of reciprocate the, the tweet back to you. And maybe you can, you know, answer it yourself. You have one that says, um, I want to hear what you're passionate about, what makes you come alive, what gives you purpose, how you view yourself. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, that's like, because I just literally like, I'll be going about my day. And I'll just have that thought occur to me and I'll just share that, you know? So that's like me, like basically, like I'm tired of small talk, you know? Like, mm -hmm. like when I'm talking to someone, like I love hearing what people are genuinely passionate about. What you are know? you because passionate about? What am I passionate about? I'm passionate about- What makes you come alive and what gives you purpose? And how do you view yourself, Pyramid Realm? Okay, you're t I, I, that's fair. Your turn on me. Um, I guess what makes me come alive is like, stimulating conversation, and and also like like and this ties in with purpose. Like I think they're all those things are like me asking the same question. You know, of like what, like who are you? You know, what do you want to do? in this lifetime, you know, what, what are you passionate about? And it's kind of, for me, what I've been talking to you about, yep. uh, like opening people's minds, challenging government corruption, creating spaces for people to be themselves and experience life to the fullest, you know, and, and philosophy, I'm passionate about, I keep mispronouncing that word, I'm passionate about philosophy i'm passionate about spirit you know and spirit for me is very it's very much something that is an everyday part of our lives you yeah. know like i think spirit is like what makes us laugh you know like when we laugh that's mm -hmm. because we're like in touch with our spirit so i love comedy i love i love just those moments when people forget all these things they're supposed to be doing, you know, or they think they're supposed to be doing, they're planning. And I love when they, when we come into the present moment. I like that. Yeah. And, and whether that's by partying or whether that's in a yoga class or swimming in the ocean, like I just love bringing people back to that present moment because because that's all there ever is. It's just like, like we're always living in the present. So I just like. That's why I love the pod, bro. Yeah, just bringing, yeah, bringing people back through whatever means, conversation. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know if that had answered your question. And yeah, no, yeah, I like it because yeah, it's true. Because I do this I, when I pod, bro. Whenever I'm in a conversation with someone, I'm here with my my brothers and we're potting it up. Like, I'm, nothing exists to me. It's, we're literally right here for the next hour, two hours, and we're going to have the best time. And as soon as we're done recording, 
back to like it's like it's like it's a, it's a switch. So I, I definitely feel that living in the presence for sure. I like that answer. Okay. So you said you have another tweet that you said your scent is affected by everything you consume, not just what you eat. That's a bar because you talked earlier about energy transfer, but you, but that was about something you you eat. But now you're talking about everything you consume. So you're talking about media, television, yeah. music. The people you hang out with, the mm. people you talk to. I never like, looked at it like that either. Because it's like, <laughs> it's all affecting your spirit, you know? So, um, like, I, I, like, I just, like, for example, I just watched the first episode of Squid Games. How was it? I haven't and, seen it. And it's gnarly, dude. Um, and I don't even know why I watched it. But I, I was like, I have an hour to kill for this podcast. I, I, don't have, I don't know what to watch, but I'll tr- look at this thing. And I think I saw like literally 200 people get murdered. Wow. Within the first, out, first episode? First oh, episode. Shit. So spoiler alert, but like people get capped in the first episode. Shit. I'm like, I don't like that. <laughs> I guess what I'm, what I'm saying that tweet is like, I just believe that like everything you consume, not just like in terms of what you digest, but also what your eyes digest, what your ears digest, like all of that like affects your spirit and your homeostasis. And that's going to affect your scent, you know, and, and how you smell. That's a bar. I like that tweet. Cause I didn't, I always just, I always, you hear that phrase a lot. You are what you eat, you know? So it's yeah. always that little cute phrase, but I, you know, it's true what you do consume then. You can start, you really can start telling when people are consuming certain type of whatever they're consuming. You can definitely tell. So I like that tweet, bro. Okay, next one. You have one that says, not fearing failure is creative liberation. Mm, I love that. I love that. (laughs) Take chances, take risks. That one hit me. That's why I put it down because it, it resonated with me a lot because as much as you know, you can't just have that little, you can't have that little fear, even a little, little bit, bro, because it's going to stop your whole pro- progression and whatever you're trying to do. You have to live it, believe it, see it, feel it, breathe it, and know that you want to do this. And, it, and that's when it really happens. So I like that. I like that one. I don't know if you want to expand yeah. on that. Um, I guess all I'd say is kind of tying back to, to something I said earlier, which is like, do it for you. You know, like, really, this is my message to any creative doing anything, podcast, music, art, like, don't worry about the audience, for Mm. real. Like, if you're you're doing it to get good feedback, then you're not creating anything worth creating. Like, Mm. for yourself, because, like, like, I go on my Twitter sometimes, and I'm just like, love this shit, man, thanks. Like to myself, you know, <laughs> to me for putting that out there. And same with like, like any, like artists, like don't create something you think someone else is going to like, like summon something from within you and bring that to life to satisfy yourself, to fulfill yourself. And that is what the most people are going to resonate with because it's authentic. Mm. Mm. bars bars 
Two more quotes, bro. Two more quotes. I like this one out here because I'm I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with this a little. I struggle with this. A relationship is two worlds coming together. That takes work, respect, and communication. It's a simple quote, but the two worlds coming together, it gets people don't realize that. It ain't just you hooking up with someone or you just being with someone. It's it's their world, your world coming together and not being selfish. And I'm very selfish, bro. I I I I like to do things when I want to do it, how I want to do it, whenever I want to do it. I don't want to wait on nobody. I don't. That scares me. That's that being tied down. But I want that. You do have to grow with somebody. You do have to bring those worlds together and create a better world, to be honest, amongst both of yourselves. So that one resonated as well. Do you have a do you, are you in a relationship or how, do, you, do you have another world you collided with? Um, <laughs> you don't have to answer. No, you put me on the. I mean, right now, no. Um, at the time of the tweet, not that long ago, I was trying to like make something work. Um, and we'd been trying to make something work for a while, and like it, and so maybe I'm not the person to take relationship advice from because. I can also be very selfish and I, I know this and it's, and a lot, yeah. that's another thing. Like a lot of these notes, like when I say like I create for myself, it's like notes to me. Like I'm like, sometimes I, I read my tweets and I'm like, Hmm, I hope people don't think that I'm telling them how to live their life mm. because that's not it at all. Like that's like, a moment where I'm like frustrated in my relationship, like trying to tell myself how I need to handle this. And I'm like, you got to recognize there's two worlds coming together. Yeah, you do. You got to be conscientious. You got to like try to understand this other perspective and, and the way you, and you have to move in a way that's respectful of this world, you know, if you really want to come yeah. together. Um, and one, and one thing is just being aware that's another world. The, the, the hardest part is just accepting the world's colliding. It's cool. Like I, I can, I know you have your own little swag, your own little world, but do I really want to bring that world to my world? That's, that's the part right there. It's cool when that world's over there and I see you, you know, twice, three times a week, and you bring that world over here. But do I want it here permanently? My problem, my problem is, like, I love being accountable to myself. Like, and this is something I've, I've run into in all my relationships, honestly. I might as well just air this out. I'm, I'm going deep in, in the Chris. But yeah, blood <laughs> podcast. But, uh, <laughs> Like, I love being single because, and it's not about, like, I love, like, chasing girls all the time, but, like, I just love, like, waking up, making my own decisions, like, making myself happy, taking care of myself. Like, I don't like when, like, every little thing I do, I'm like, oh, is this going to upset this person or am is it okay for me to do this? Uh, can I, uh, you know, like, I don't like when all of a sudden I'm living my entire life, like yeah, worried about how someone else is going to react to me living my life. And, and obviously like, 
there should be rules and there's respect in relationship and and all that but like for me that's just a wall that I've kept hitting in my relationships is I love my freedom and and I also feel like I'm capable of like I want to love someone else in a way that they feel free too mm, like it's a bar you know like that, yeah. that's how I feel like love should feel so I don't want you to be like uh, if if the girls are going out tonight and you're like you want to go out and have fun and dance and have a couple of drinks like I want you to go do that because that's what you want to be doing. Yeah. And if I really support you, I really care about you. Like, then I want you to be happy, you know? Oh, and, yeah. and that's just like an example, but I just overall feel like, like not losing your personal freedom within a relationship is very difficult. Whilst, yeah. And it takes a lot of like communication and honesty, like, brutal honesty sometimes just about how you feel you know what's another thing too i'm realizing that a lot of people in relationships don't even really like each other either so y'all don't even make it look good <laughs> <laughs> yeah man i mean there it's i'm extra I, no but like i don't ever like need to be in a relationship to be in a relationship like i feel like i know people like that where it's like they just need to feel like yeah. they're in a relationship. They're used to and, someone. And it's like, I don't need that. You know, like, I I fulfill myself in a lot of ways. You know, like, I'm in a relationship with my business, with my hustle. There with you go. Art, you know, and if I'm going to bring someone into my world and, like, support them and, like, really, yeah, merge these worlds, like, they got to be respectful of all the other worlds that I have going on, you know, whether it's creatively, whether it's friendships that I've already established, right. whether it's like having a social life that's important to me, having a community around me, like no one gets to come into your world and then like cut off other worlds from you, you know? Yeah, I feel that. I feel that, bro. That's where I'm at with it. It's complicated because you also, like, you don't want to make someone feel insecure or make someone feel like they can't trust you or any of these things. But it's just like, yeah, I just I just know that I need that freedom to, like, just live my life without just feeling like I'm walking on eggshells, I guess. Yeah. And I'm already a Scorpio, so they already assume the worst. <laughs> no, it's, uh, whatever all right last one bro last one is i like this one too because you have to realize when you when you got to slow down a little bit use stagnancy and burning out as guides to live in alignment do you like do, do, do you apply do you apply that to yourself do you feel burned out a lot doing what you do do you take breaks no bro i it's I feel like I, I produce a lot, but if you were to look at my day, like, like the people that live with me, like give me shit sometimes. Cause like my day, first of all, it almost never has a plan. And 
it involves a lot of self-care and and basically right, what I believe is tying it into like right, you have stagnancy and burning out as like these poles right and mm-hmm. I feel like in college I was burnt out on some just shit that I wasn't passionate about and then some other times like post-college when I'm running this business I feel like I'm not pushing myself hard enough and I'm like you can be doing better than this and and that kind of drives me to 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 push myself more and to yeah to get more into my creative zone but what I'd say about like my daily routine is I basically I treat my state of mind as like an investment in myself so like if something's stressing me out I cut it out of my life because it's it's like stopping me from being creative you know it's like and and so all the time like I'll I'll take on a responsibility and I'll like try it out in my life. And it, and if I can incorporate it in my routine and, and work it in, then I do that. But if it starts to interfere with just like my ability to live in the present and be creative and, and I also just like, I don't know if this is health and not like recommending this, it's just like me, but I like living impulsively almost where it's like I live walking distance to the beach so all the time I like to just be able to just decide to go walk to the beach and and I can make pyramids whenever so I just like making pyramids when I decide to make pyramids and it's very it's you're not routine based huh I don't like routine me me either and I can and like I can pack my whole car in and my whole business into my car. So all the time, like I'll literally decide 30, 30 minutes notice. And I'll just be like, I'm going to LA for the weekend to sell. And I'll just go nomad my way up to LA, mm. stay with my dad for a weekend, sell there, come back, go to Washington. Like I just, I like freedom. So I like that, bro. That's what I, that's what I'm trying to aim for too. Just freedom and being able to leave and go when you want and being able to yeah. Thank you, bro. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you, you know, sharing your your story, your knowledge, your insight, your perspective, all that. I really enjoy this conversation. Yeah, me too, man. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah. Thank you, bro. Um, I'll definitely have everything tagged. They can find you just on Twitter, no Instagram too, right? Yeah, I I barely go on Instagram. Okay, I just focus on Twitter. It's pyramid underscore realm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about the underscore, but you can check. <laughs> I have it all. I have it on the description for everybody. So, um, Perfect. any like any new projects coming up? Any new new items or just visit the website the, the the dot com? Visit the store. Everything's on there. Yeah, check us out. We got pyramids. We got merch. We got canvases, jewelry. Um, I have a podcast. Mm-hmm. I make music videos sometimes. I'm just a creator, so I'm, I'm yes. always thinking of new ways to express myself. Shout out the creatives. Well, thank you, Pyramid. I'm sorry, bro. What was your name again? Brayden. 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 I appreciate you, Brayden. I wanted to call you by your real name and, you know, give you that respect. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you so much for being on the show, bro. I uh, appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, I'll, I'll come back for sure, and I'll hit you up when I'm in L.A. next. What?
Yeah, when you're in the, yeah, definitely an hour away from LA, so we can make it happen. All right, bro. Later. All right, later, man. Damn, Amy. Jeez. <laughs> that was heavy. That was pretty heavy. I wrote some stuff down. You guys talked about some some really cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. For well, how, sure. how you how you how you feel about the cold conversation? I mean, a lot of things that I personally don't like think about. You know, like yeah. You know, and just kind of like um, how you guys talked about like the afterlife. How you brought up like veganism too. Like I kind of think about that too. Like, like. Because I'm not vegan, but, you know, like, a lot of times, like, I feel like I don't want to eat meat either. But mm-hmm. I just liked how you said, like, dude, just do what you want, yeah. you know? And, like, um, I don't know, man. It was it's, a lot of gems. A lot of yeah. gems. Yeah, man. I I really like when people are kind of on the same, like, I don't know what to believe. Like, we, you know, they're not trying to convince people no more. Cause yeah. I, that was my whole thing, too. Like, when I started this show, I thought I had all the answers. I was trying to get everybody on board with my way of thinking. and. Mm-hmm. Your way of thinking is also conspiracies can definitely be propaganda as well, you know. So, and Amaro definitely touched on that too. And I really appreciated how he brought that up when he even said, like, you know, yeah, I believe in conspiracies, but you gotta even gotta question conspiracies, exactly. and you gotta just question everything. And um, I'm not like obviously we see the way they're factory farming animals, and we see the way they're mass producing meat and everything. So to me, that's a red flag. I don't know. It's different when someone's raising their own animal, feeding it, yeah. know what you're feeding it, and then maybe killing it. That's a whole different, I guess, even the energy transfer, that's a whole different type of energy transfer. So people eating out here fake meat, too. So, yeah, but it's just like, if you want to have some meat from time to time, bro, have some meat. Yeah, for sure. Because I've been wanting some chicken wings, Amy, <laughs> trust. I definitely had some Cajun ones the other day. Oh, man. I like that, though. I'm glad yeah. you had I'm glad you had the chicken wings. Nice. I know, yeah. You know? I was beating myself up for the last, like, month. That's how I knew I still wanted them. Because I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. I keep craving them for mm-hmm. a reason. Why? Yeah. I only had two. And I also think when, you, when I start thinking, oh, I'm just going to mess up my stomach. I'm going to feel bad. I'm going to no, just manifest that. I'm going to manifest that, though, because I'm already going in with the negative intentions. Like, I'm already looking at it so negatively. Like, don't even eat the chicken wings if you're scared then. Yeah. But it's a process. I'm growing. It's a process. <laughs> yeah, and it's cool to just hear, like, different perspectives, too. Like, even just hearing your perspectives on everything, you know? Like, it was cool. It was definitely interesting. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And we're learning every day, you every know? Every day. I definitely I'm growing every day. Yeah. For sure, day by day. So how'd you like being on the on the boards? It was cool. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was why it's easy. It's easy. It was cool. I'm gonna get better at it, you know. Like I'm oh, gonna, sure. I'm gonna practice and you know, like really just. I wanna, you know, make everything sound good for you and everything. You know? Hey, yeah. we added to the Chris Beresy squad. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I'm trying, I'm trying to make this shit pop. Like, I'm trying, I got people to feed. I want, yeah. I want us all to eat. For real, yeah. fuck, fuck this. Live shows, Amy? Come on. Fox <laughs> Theater? Live podcast? We gotta get this shit going. Hell yeah. All right, well, I appreciate you, you know, for staying and just yeah. jumping in the fire. You yeah. survived. I did. <laughs> you survived. survived, guys. All right, let me see. Let me see what I'm gonna get us out of here, too, because... I gotta, I gotta get us out to something good, right? Yeah. What, what, you, what, what, you, what you feeling? Something slow, something hype, something, uh, some drink. Some drink. drink. I love drink. I keep saying I'm not. I ain't, I ain't gonna get the. I ain't gonna get the stabby. So Drake go on tour. <laughs> oh my god.
Yeah. Yo, I just, I'm, that's the only person I haven't seen live. I'm trying to see Drake yeah, live. Yeah, Drake will be, be lit. Drake will be hella lit. Mm-hmm. Let me see. I don't even know what I want to play. I'm going to leave us all some, like, some magical vibes, you know? Aww. Definitely fuck with the scissor. This is the jam right here. It is, huh? She killed it. It's so perfect. I think so, too. Well, Amy, it was so good to build with you today. We're going to have many episodes to come. Uh, any last words? Of course, of course. Any last words before we get out of here? Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Like, you know, I had a good time, and, you know, I hope that... I could come back some more. You know? Hell yeah, we go build. <laughs> I'm so excited, yo. This episode was amazing. The flow was amazing. Everything oh, yeah. worked out. So oh, um yeah, yeah we out of here though. I'm Chris Piercy, Chris X Matt, all that. Follow, subscribe, Chrispiracy.com. You wanna support the show. If you wanna support the show, myself, the good brothers, mm-hmm. and eventually now even we got Amy and the team, hopefully. We're gonna keep building. So y'all wanna support this? Chrispiracy.com, get you some merch, get you a shirt. That's the best way to support the the good brothers in the show. So, yeah, I'm out of here. Conspiracy, Chris X, Matt. See y'all later. Holding me to the right, but it will pick up in front of me.